Do you ever feel like a dark horse entrepreneur? Like you're out there trying to make this thing happen with none of the resources, none of the secrets, none of the help that other entrepreneurs have, the advantages that they have. Well, today on this episode of What's the Secret Podcast, I interview the Dark Horse Entrepreneur himself, Tracy Brinkman. Tracy is the host of the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast, and he's also a successful business coach. Now, Tracy went from hitting the rock bottom of drugs, divorce, bankruptcy, and even the death of an 18-month-old daughter to running and planning the marketing of some of corporate America's finest companies. Tracy knows that life isn't fair and participation awards do not feed your family. So I invite you to sit back, grab a cool drink and learn from a fellow Dark Horse entrepreneur, Tracy Brinkman, and everything that he's learned and still learning about starting, restarting and kickstarting and stepping up your entrepreneurial business. Those are just some of the broad topics we talk about. I know you're gonna enjoy it. By the way, if you haven't done this yet, please head over to TomGaddis.com and download the free e-guide of the Milk It Method. The Milk It Method is the four-step blueprint that will turn any product, knowledge, or skill into a huge cash cow. It's free, and you can download it now at TomGaddis.com. With that, let's bring on Mr. Tracy Brinkman. Tired of being at the mercy of your job? Tired of watching your hard work fill someone else's bank account? Want control of your time and lifestyle? Well, if you want the real secrets, the gurus won't tell you of how ordinary people, just like you and me, can create thriving businesses that deliver financial and lifestyle freedom, you're in the right place. Aloha. My name's Tom Gaddis, and welcome to What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha and welcome to What's the Secret podcast. Tracy, how you doing, man? Hey, aloha, Tom. How you doing? I'm out here in the mainland, but I'll say aloha for you. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Now, remind me again, where are you at exactly? I am just uh, probably about a 20-minute drive north of Milwaukee in southeast Wisconsin. Ooh, so probably some pretty chilly weather there right about Yeah, now. we got about six inches of snow over the past week, and you know... Luckily, my wife and I, we enjoy the snow. We like four seasons, four real seasons, right? I've been in California where you have the seasons are hot, fire, and landslide, if I remember correctly. <laughs> I think that's close. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my friends, uh, I like the seasons too, just so you know, but that's why I live in Hawaii where we got rid of all the crummy ones. That's right. <laughs> that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, awesome. Well, Chase, I'm really excited to have you on the show. I really enjoyed appearing on your podcast, the Dark Horse Entrepreneur Podcast. And so I was excited to have you on and talk to the What's the Secret listeners. Um, sure. Maybe you could just give our listeners a little background of you and how you got into this entrepreneur thing and uh, and just kind of bring us up to today. Sure. The uh, the cliff notes, right? Otherwise, we might be here a long time. No, I, uh, I've been, a, I think I'll use the phrase, I've been a hustler for as long as I can remember. And you know, I uh, I mean that in the greatest of ways. I mean, you know, back in elementary, you know, you go to that pencil machine and get a couple of pencils for a nickel. And then I have them in class and I'd sell them for a quarter apiece because, you know, supply and demand, you're stuck in class. I got a pencil. And then they moved on to later, I, I started drawing a lot and I got into drawing you know, birds and tanks. My dad was in the military, so drawing military scenes and then turn around and sell them. 
And uh, in my teen years that moved on to, you know, painting cars and installing stereos, doing pinstriping. And that was the era when everyone had pinstriping on their car. We're talking about the murals on vans. If you're, uh, if you remember way back in the, it probably was at the eighties and what have you, uh, you know, so I've, I've been a hustler for as long as I remember. And uh, right out of high school, I went and joined the service. Uh, my dad was 23 years in the army. So I jumped into the army and did six years and came out and started a little uh, programming business. And I was doing a database programming for a preferred provider organization in Southern California. And things were going great. And, you know, it, it, I had a daughter on the way, I come to find out. And, uh, you know, that moved me to say, okay, you know, those ups and downs in uh, you know, entrepreneurship, right? Uh, until you get everything all uh, rocking and rolling. So I decided to make the shift to uh, to corporate America and uh, landed a role at Coca-Cola and started my rise in corporate America. And, you know, I've done Coca-Cola, Home Depot, uh, David's Bridal, uh, a, a, an organization called Frontgate and Victoria's Secrets. You know, so I, I've covered a, a lot of amazing companies over the course of my uh, my corporate career. But every one of them, it was like, oh, this is cool, this is fun. And I learned a lot of great things, but it's like, just not quite there, right? I can be a good employee, but I really rather work for myself. So, you know, you, you come back out, I did a, a marketing agency, you know, some of the things that you, uh, you share about over on Offline Sharks. Uh, I did that for a while and it just, it was cool and uh, it was just, it wasn't fun enough for me. So I stepped back out into the, the coaching arena, uh, digital marketing, and uh, started doing a podcast last year, which like you mentioned, you were, you were gracious enough to come on and uh, just enjoying the ride. Yeah, well, I think that is so important. I mean, there's, there's lots of things you said in that story that I could pull out and talk about. I mean, one, sometimes as an entrepreneur, especially if you're an entrepreneur where you have people around you that depend on you, there are times when you just, you have to make hard decisions about what you're going to do with your talents and your skills. And yeah. I know I've had to do that before too. Like the corporate job was just the right call to make at the time. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, how do you, how did you kind of, how did you keep yourself, I guess, sane? Like, cause a lot of entrepreneurs, right? You get in the corporate world and they immediately kind of start to drive themselves crazy because they're not doing their thing, right? Like they're not doing... Did you I was, have any, any specific things you did to help keep yourself sane during that? You know, what's, I think the one thing that kept me sane is every role that I had in throughout my entire corporate career, uh, I utilized my computer skills, right? Whether it was writing a database or just writing some visual basic into an Excel spreadsheet or just, you know, maximizing Excel. I was using those skills that I knew I had inside to make my job easier, which allowed me to poke around in areas that weren't really my job, but learn more about the organization I would be working for and bring more value to them. So it allowed me to be kind of entrepreneurial inside my role. And I was really lucky in my, uh, my time at Coca-Cola is I had this amazing uh, director and uh, she saw what I was doing and she actually created a role for me. And it was like this logistics coordinator. And so I, my job was to find better processes and better ways to do the things we were already doing. <laughs> so that was, it was kind of perfect for me. Um, but, uh, you know, again, there's, there was a, that, that plateau and it's like, all right, this isn't working anymore. But, you know, I was there at Coca-Cola for 12 years. So it, it worked for a long time and, you know, until it didn't. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, and I think what I hear you saying there too is like you were also able to view what you were doing in the corporate world as not something that was stagnant, but a way to continue to practice, refine, and get better at Absolutely. not just the skills that you could use in that job, but skills you could use once you started your own thing again. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I made sure that wherever I was at, I was gleaning as much information. I mean, learned all kind of great marketing uh, batches of information from what probably is one of the best marketing companies in, in you know in corporate America. They're just a marketing engine. And then you get over to like the Home Depot and, uh, you know, working in their website. And it's all about those, all right, how do we categorize all this stuff? And because they had like 43,000 SKUs that they were offering on their website. Wow. All right, now, how do you make that manageable for the user? So there was a lot of, you know, a lot of learning inside of that realm. And then when I stepped over into like a, an organization like Frontgate, where they were selling high-end furniture indoor and out, you know, we were talking like the $600 bar stools and the $10,000 outdoor uh, furniture sets in, in high-end homes. So there's an entirely different type of marketing to that audience. So learning all of that along the way became, you know, my mantra is, okay, how do I, how do I learn from this? In, in, in each one of these uh, realms, I was still doing side hustles, right? I was out there with a, a personal development podcast for a few years. You know, I wrote a couple of eBooks and, you know, had those things going out and doing newsletters back in the day. You know, we're talking to back in the 90s. And, you know, it, just to keep that, uh, that entrepreneurial spirit inside me alive until I was ready. Okay, it's time to step out and really run the game. And I think that's such a great story. And what an inspiration to anybody who may be listening to this and maybe you're still working in your corporate job or maybe you're mm -hmm. in that position where you have to get one to, you know, you need the security, but to, to know that you can still continue to learn, grow in the things you want to do as an entrepreneur. And then also when you step away, you have that experience and that skill that you can use. Yeah. And I was going to say, and I think one of the things that uh, anyone who is in that in that boat where they're like, they're still in their corporate job, the, the cubicle or even an office, is to think about all the things that you can learn from where you're at that you can turn around and, and, and use when you do decide to take that step to either start a high style hustle or just, you know, go all in and jump in uh, you know, with both feet. Yeah, I, I, super critical. Well, and the other thing you said too, and you know, you've mentioned doing several different things. I mean, not just corporate jobs, but several entrepreneurial adventures too. And mm -hmm. one of the things you mentioned, you said it just wasn't fun for me. And like I've had that experience. And sometimes I think when you're when you're trying to be an entrepreneur, like you think everything you do is going to be exciting. But you right. quickly learn as you start doing stuff, like some things are not that way. <laughs> yeah, they're not. And, uh, you know, and, and even though and this is where uh, one of my mantras with anyone I work with is like, you know, first off, know who you are and be you, right? Because the rest of it's, it comes a lot easier at that point. When you're trying to, if I try to be Tom Gaddis, I might be able to do it for a little while, but then it's just going to be like, ah, oh, this, is, this is hard, right? But if I'm me, all right, I'm just going to do it my way. It might not be the right way. It might not be work at all, but it's going to be my way. But I think anyone that's going to step out there is uh, to find that thing that resonates with them and it will get them through those tough times because it's not all fun. Even in the stuff that I do nowadays, I enjoy it, but there's still that, boy, if I could get rid of this one task, uh, I, I would be, I would, it would be uh, amazing, right? But uh, until you're able to you know, hire that VA or that staff or whatever, 
doing something that really resonates with you makes it a lot easier to get through those those tough times when you're wearing all the hats. Yeah, and I I think another thing about what you said there is I actually used to I used to actually beat myself up about the fact that I that I kind of went from thing to thing and I would try something and I didn't really like it and I'd go to something else and like I beat myself up for a long time about doing yeah. that and just recently I've really come to realize like that was a good thing I did that like trying a bunch of different stuff and figuring mm-hmm. out what I liked and what I enjoyed and it, it has turned out to be now that I look back on it, I go, oh my God, that was not actually, that was what I should have been doing anyway. Like, <laughs> I, like I was right? doing it the right way. I just, at the time, it didn't feel like that, you know? Right. Yeah. This episode of What's the Secret Podcast is sponsored by Offline Sharks. Offline Sharks, where website designers, social media experts, SEO professionals can get custom software tools and training on how to quickly scale and grow their digital agencies. If you're looking to build reoccurring revenue into your agency and go from one to two clients to six figures and beyond, Offline Sharks is the place to do it. So head over to offlinesharks.com forward slash Tom and start growing your agency today. There's that, you know, we all talk about the, uh, the shiny object syndrome. Well, sometime, if you apply it right, a little, a little bit of shiny object syndrome can actually help you learn something, uh, even if you find, okay, well, I don't really enjoy doing this as a full-time gig, but now I got my feet wet and I understand the concepts and I can apply that information over here when I do find that thing that is like, oh, wow, I love doing this. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, so uh, one of the other questions I wanted to ask you is, I know your your podcast is titled The Dark Horse Entrepreneur. Yes. And so I'm guessing that you have a definition of a dark <laughs> horse entrepreneur. And so I'm curious, what, what, I mean, what, what is a dark horse entrepreneur? Well, for me, a dark horse is that, is that person that inside, you know, maybe not all the time, but certainly inside, they believe they could get the job done, right? They, they believe they got out there and did their thing. They could at least come in first, second, or third. They could at least run the race, right? May not come in first, but they'll definitely run the race. But generally, I find that a lot of those folks have an audience around them. Mio could be, you know, a spouse, a mother, a brother, a sister that mean well, but are saying, are you sure you want to do that? You know, I mean, it's really kind of not, it's not on the, the beaten path. Maybe you should be a doctor or a lawyer or, or go work for Coca-Cola or, or whatever. But they're like, no, 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 trust me, right? I'm amazing at this. You know, inside, they, they've got that. But they're just, you know, that little, there's something holding them back. And, and it's just like, you know, it's like a kind of an underdog, right? We know they could win if they would just get out there to the gate and when that thing opens up, just run all out and let it, let it ride. Okay, so you didn't win. But how much fun would you have? And what kind of amazing things would you be able to show folks that you can do if you just got out there and run your race? Oh, man, I, I hope you guys really paid attention to what Tracy just said there. Because, I mean, I think that is so key and critical. You know, it's interesting as we're recording this episode, uh, it's just a little bit after the new year of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I have been a... I don't know if I've never noticed this before, Tracy, but like this year, I've just really noticed all these people with their, you know, seven figures in 2021 and how to be more productive in 2021. And I like, the more I think about it, I think, my God, like forget all that stuff and just yeah. 
pick a project, start it, then finish it, and then right? move to something else, <laughs> right? Like, that, it really can be that simple. It is that. So, you know, it's funny is uh, on, the, on the podcast this week, I've actually decided because it's like, it's New Year's resolution week, right? Everyone's all like, oh, I got my resolutions. And I'm like, no, no, forget the resolutions. Let's set a goal, one goal. And to your point, pick that one thing that you just like your heart sets you alive and you're like, oh God, I got to do this and then break it down and just take a step a day, a step every two, whatever. Take a step a week, however you get there, just start getting there. And then when you get there, you'll probably find that along the way you're like, oh, I've got this next idea. Like you said, finish what you're doing and then you're already got that next idea in the hopper ready to take off for you. Yeah, I think that's such a critical point. And I, I always... Um liken it to, to the money thing, because like the seven, you know, make seven figures thing. I always think the part everybody always leaves out about that is before you make seven figures, you have to make, you have to make, before you make a million, yeah, you got to make half a million, you know, then before you do that, you got to make a hundred. And before you do that, you got to make 10. And before you do that, you got to make, like, you got to make your first dollar somewhere. And like, amen. (laughs) if more people would just say, Hey, look, you know, like that target is a great, I mean, that's a great target to have out there. But if you Let's just try to make a dollar. Let's just try to make a hundred dollars. Yeah. Let's just start right. here, right? Let me make that first buck and then I can, I had someone reach out to me on Facebook, I believe it was last week. And they're like, can you tell me uh, about how to run Facebook ads? Well, yeah, I could. And, but he had uh, this concept of, you know, we all know about the, the Facebook profile funnel, right? Where you set up your profile to, to push people in a certain direction. And I said, well, how is it working for you organically? He goes, well, I don't know. I said, well, well, time out. Before you start spending money, right, in Facebook ads, let's make sure your profile funnel is working right, right? And everyone wants to get to that point where like, I want traffic, I want traffic. Well, let's get it working organically. Yeah, it's slower. Yeah, I get it. It's not as exciting, right? But if you can get, you know, 10 people a week, through your profile funnel and they get into your group or whatever freebie you're offering up and, and it's working, then, okay, now, now let's toss a little money at it and fine tune it and work it in that way. Yeah, that's such, I mean, that is such great advice. Uh, one, one final question for you here, since sure. I did mention we're starting 2021. Uh-huh. So what are some things that you've been telling your students or or what advice would you give to listeners out there from where from where you sit as the dark horse entrepreneur? Sure. What what are some things they should maybe be looking at or focusing on as we move into 2021? Uh, well, I'm going to practice what I preach, and uh, I'm trying to guide people towards stop trading hours for dollars. Right. Stop. A lot of folks, a lot of coaches, you know. There's been a whole lot of coaches that have developed over the course of the, the COVID environment, right? Okay, well, I'm going to take my knowledge and I'm going to sell that. And a lot of them are doing that one-on-one, you know, so they're trading that hourly rate for, you know, the, the hour for the dollars, where if they could take that same batch of information or the same process that they're taking their students through one-on-one, or maybe it's a, a group opportunity, five-on-one, and put it into a course, turn it into a digital course. And now let's start selling the course. And then the folks that really enjoy the course, they're going to raise their hand and say, dude, Tom, I want to learn more about what you got going on behind the scenes. You know, this course was rocking, but I'm, and now you can say, all right, well, you, you know, the course, you're good to go there. I don't have to teach you that stuff. I can level you up beyond that, which means now you can charge a premium service for those 
hours that you're now do the, going to do the one-on-one. So let's get the, the base knowledge out there. And I know you've, you've gone through this, Jan, and you, you've come up, you shared a bit about your digital course. And <clears throat> that's, that's where I'm pushing right now. Say, hey, let's get those digital courses out there. And then now you can start selling those one-on-ones at a premium level. Oh, man, what a great, I mean, I know from personal experience that strategy works. So what, what a great strategy to be implementing in 2021. Now, if listeners of What's the Secret want to find out more about you, Tracy, and the, the podcast and other stuff you have going on, where can they go to do that? The, uh, the best way to hook up with me would be go to the website, which is darkhorseschooling.com. And then you'll see all the socials up there on the upper right-hand side, uh, the links to the podcast. Actually, you can listen to the podcast from the website. So yeah, darkhorseschooling.com, and you'll learn all the magic. Awesome. Well, Tracy, thanks so much for being here. And for everybody uh, listening to this episode, I will put links uh, on the show page to the podcast and the website for Tracy. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of What's the Secret Podcast. Tracy, we really appreciate you coming on, hanging out with us, bringing the Dark Horse Entrepreneur to the What's the Secret family. And uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, we'd appreciate it if you'd leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast and you can access the show notes, anything else over at TomGaddis.com. So stay safe out there. We'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha, everybody. Once again, thank you so much for carving out the time to hear what was shared on today's podcast. If you found it helpful, then please share it with someone else. Just simply share the link or post it on Facebook and say, check this out. Really make my day if you did that. Also, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already so every podcast gets sent straight to you and you don't have to go searching for it. Again, my name's Tom Gaddis, and I'll see you next week on What's the Secret Podcast. Aloha for now, everyone.